head into the Ringerverse to stay up to date with all things superheroes and nerd culture entertainment. Hosted by a rotating lineup of superfans at the Ringer, including Mallory Rubin and Van Lathan, shows will provide instant reactions to blockbuster releases, insightful backstories on canon, and mind-bending theories, as well as fresh takes on the latest news and rumors. Check out the Ringerverse on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I want you to keep the cyan. Because I did it for dramatic. <laughs> I want you to keep that in because that literally is the mood that I have on what we're about to do. You guys, welcome to the Prestige TV podcast. Another insecure recap with Callie Curry, Rachel Lindsay. We're ready to go. We got a lot to talk about. I don't know if it's for the right reasons or for the wrong reasons, but we're going to discuss some things. I feel like on this podcast, we're going to talk about things that maybe people are a little too afraid to afraid to talk about yeah um yeah i don't even know where to start um let's start off this i think coming into this episode it's tough because last week's episode episode three called pressure okay gave Mm -hmm. us lawrence's story lawrence's point of view which was so good Mm -hmm. so i don't know real relatable but like the old insecure, it's what we needed. And so we're leaving that and we're coming into this episode titled Faulty Okay, where we meet the crew on the beach. And when I say the crew, I don't mean everybody because I don't know if this is a theme for the rest of the season or we're just laying the foundation for the show. But we got part-time main characters, never seen anything like it, not a fan of it. Yeah, there's a lot of people that you don't even know who they are, where they came from, what their storyline is, why they are here. Are they here for, you know, one episode, two episodes? <laughs> Will we ever see them again? Will we ever see them again? I, I don't know whether to get invested in someone or not. So true. Are they part-time? Will we ever see them again? I think that's the fun at the end of every episode and the start of the name. For this one. So let's let's just get into this because one, I think more than any other season we've watched with Insecure is that each scene is drawn out. It's moving at a snail's pace. There are these weird pauses. I don't know if it's a dramatic pause or what. It's disjointed. The movement of the episode, the overacting, I, I, it feels like. <sighs> oh, sense. no. Are you going to say? I think I know what you're going to say. I'm nervous. Shall we say it together? It no, feels I don't like wanna, I don't want to say it. <laughs> a Tyler Perry play. Oh, I th- I, I was going to say Medea, <laughs> but that's the same thing. <laughs> I know, I but know. That's the same thing. If this was we were watching this on stage, I think I could take it in a lot better than I can for thirty minutes on the final season of Insecure. 
I have been talking to a bunch of people about this because I just want to hear what other people's opinions are because I can't tell if I'm being negative. So just trying to hear other people's opinions and you know what their experience has been so far. And some of the questions that I have raised, um, one of my good friends who absolutely loves the show came back to me with a point that kind of made me think, maybe I am wrong about this, was she was like, well, it is a sitcom. So what do you expect? Like they had these moments in every single sitcom. Like if you go back and watch Friends, there's jokes that like, you know, are a little bit too corny. And there's moments when things that happen are like, that would never happen in real life. There's a lot of loose ends that never get tied up. There's a bunch of characters that come in and out. And I thought about that point. And I was like, you're right. I guess that's just not how I view Insecure. I don't view it as a sitcom. I guess it is, but that's just not how I take it in. I I understand your friend's point, but what I think is lacking in this episode is direction. I feel like we're just watching people move about. Even scene to scene seems disconnected rather than I understand the purpose or like episode three, we got it. Right. We understood what we were watching. We were seeing Lawrence's life, his life in San Francisco, him trying to balance out this new the birth of his son, him trying to balance out this new relationship with the mother of his child, with the child. We're seeing them navigate that. Are they together? Are they not together? You know, like separating them from the child. And then we see him question how he's going to be in his child's life. It had everything you need. It had everything that you need for, for an episode. That's not what we watched in episode four. Yeah, episode three had a beginning, middle, and end. And you kind of got to, you got invested in the characters. You wanted to know what they were feeling. You got to see what they were feeling. Uh, and then it left you with like, you know, wanting more at the end of it, which is like usually what happens like in the middle of a season. Uh, at the end of this episode, I was like, who knows what's happening next week? Like, It could be anything. Are we going back to Lawrence? Are we, what's happening? Um, And I, I I mean, I'm just not sure. It just seems like we're getting a little bit of everything and maybe it's because she's trying to wrap it up too quickly. Um, I think one of the things that bothers me the most are the choices she's making. Mm. And I, I, I mean, I, you know, I guess that's part of like, you know, taking in a show. You're not going to agree with everything that the character is going to do. Um, but I feel like a lot of people are wondering why the fuck is Nathan still there? I literally wrote in my notes. Can someone explain to me the Nathan appeal? Who asked for this? These are questions that I wrote down. Who asked for this? I'm from Texas. I have had my fair share of Houston, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, Austin, even the West Texas, and then the panhandle, okay? I've had my fair share well of Texas rounded. men. Well-rounded. I'm a well-rounded well well <laughs> girl. <laughs> Somebody also could have caught that something else. But, <laughs> but all I'm saying is I know Texas men, and I'm not saying that Nathan's not that. I'm just saying I don't get Nathan. I don't get... I get he's supposed to be from Houston and have this different swag, but I'm not feeling that from him as I'm watching this episode. I, it's, I, I just... 
I don't. I, and I'm a Nathan. And I think that's part of the reason why I can't stand this episode is I'm a Nathan hater and I'll be the first person to admit it. I don't like him with Issa. I don't like, I thought we were done with him when he was dealing with his issues. Yeah. I thought we were done with him in episode two, I believe it was, when Issa cried into his mouth and he disappeared. I was like, good, he's gone. <laughs> and then bam, right at the start of episode four, we have Issa and her friends meeting up with Nathan and his friends. I I need someone, anybody who's listening to this podcast, please write me and Callie and explain to us the Nathan Appeal. Did your friend, by chance, who was really into the show, explain the the importance of Nathan in this season? So I I don't know if I'm a Nathan hater because I do think he's very good looking and I really, really love a Houston accent. I love accents in general, but I like his accent specifically. I like Houston accents specifically. I think I like Texas accents. You like Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm into that. I just don't like him with Issa. He's done too many fucked up things. And I'm like, so you can let Lawrence go, but you can't let him go. You let Daniel go. I was a huge Daniel fan. Really? Mm-hmm. But I can't say his character is not important in like the grand scheme of things. Because like how often do you have like a black man talking about his mental health issues. Like, I like that. I just okay. wish it was written for someone that I thought was good for the show. What do you mean good for the if show? If that makes sense. Like, he, like he, he's not good. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not believable that Issa would still be interested. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. You, you do bring up a very good point. The mental health aspect, as, aspect is great. But don't you long for more? Don't you yeah. long for more conversations surrounding it? Because it was such a big issue. It's why he disappeared. It's like he gave it to us, but nothing else. And even in this episode, we see hints of the past of him yeah. dealing with it without any explanation. Yeah, it seems. And I, I haven't, obviously, like, we don't know what's coming. So I'm like, maybe that's why he's still around. Maybe that's why they're leaving these, like, little drops. Like he said, I was manic. When I lived with my was cousin, yeah. uncle, my cousin, mm -hmm. his cousin, um, and I was like manic. Okay, so he's gonna start talking about that, and then nothing. And I was like, okay, I need more of an explanation. Like, has he told us what he's diagnosed with bipolar? Right? Yeah, I know bipolar. I, he definitely told us. I believe it's bipolar, but I'm not quite yeah. sure. I just wish he would go more in depth about his experience, how he discovered that that's what was going on, how he's been able to semi-fix it because it seems like he's still struggling or not fix, deal, I guess deal with it. It's deal a better word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how he's he, how he's dealing with it because obviously he's got a much better better handle on it, but he's still struggling. So I, I, is he in therapy? Like I would love for him to talk about that since we right. never see that. Yeah. So like there's things about his character that I think are important, but I just don't know if it's tied together well. And I'm also like, there's six fucking episodes left. How is she going to like put a little like bow on all of these characters? There's too much that has to happen. So too getting much. us reinvested in Nathan, I'm like, that's just another person I need to know what happens. Luckily for me, I am not invested in Nathan. And I'm counting <laughs> down the episodes to where he is no longer with us. Now, I... you. You're right. There is importance to Nathan. And I also think that 
it's very clear that Nathan and Issa together, it's toxic, right? They keep going back and forth with one another. She goes to him when it doesn't work out with somebody else. We don't know what he's dealing with internally. And I think that I'm guessing here, we're going to fill in the gaps because there's so many of them, but I'm assuming the presence of his cousin cannot just be a one-off. It's to give us, it's it's gotta be, right? Like it's gotta be to give us something else about Nathan when he disappeared. Maybe that's where he went. Because remember, Issa's like, well, I didn't even realize he had family. It's, we gotta have something more with that story. And I'm thinking that that was just planting a seed that's going to grow into something else. I don't know. Don't think we're going to see the cousin again. But I feel like the importance is to show the messy side of Issa. Like when you think Issa's got it together, then she goes back to what she knows, what's familiar, which a lot of us do. So I understand that aspect. Have you heard of the term recycling bodies? Absolutely. And I think a lot (laughs) of women do this. Men too. Men too. Yeah, maybe men too. But like I know my friends have talked about it. Like if I'm going to have sex with someone, I might as well like have sex with that guy instead of adding to my body count. Let me be very clear. Now that I'm 32 years old, I had to think about that. I don't know why. (laughs) Um, Who gives a fuck how many bodies you have? It's not going to matter at some point. Be a Molly. Be a Molly. She sure don't care. (laughs) Be a a Molly. Actually, what uh, I saw a meme that was like, girl, it ain't going to work or something. Just go be a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my friends was like, yeah. And I was like, girl, do it. Just do you. <laughs> you only live once. But I think women, and you know, with being comfortable with someone too, sometimes you're not in the mood to like, just be vulnerable with someone, Absolutely. learn someone, take a chance with someone and then it'd be bad. So sometimes you're like, you know what? Let me just go with what I know. Let me get this above average dick. And, (laughs) you know, I know what I'm getting with it. I was just about to say (laughs) exactly what you're getting (laughs) So I feel like maybe that's a little bit of it. You're comfortable with the person. So, you know, taking a step back, what Issa's doing actually is kind of relatable because we do it so often. We do. But again, and I preface this all by saying I'm a hater. I don't want to see it with Nathan. Yeah, bring I would like her to go back to Lawrence. Bring, well, I, I'm, you know how I feel about Lawrence and Issa. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I never, I told you, I've felt this strongly since Melanie and Derwin. Going back to the beach. Now, I'm new to LA. So, you know, the episode starts with them on the beach. I First time I watched it, I thought they were in a different city, state. I don't know why. Second time I watched it, I was like, oh, that truck says... Los Angeles County. I, I, I clearly wasn't invested in the episode. That's why I had to watch it a second time. It's not I'm that I'm wondering gave, where else you thought they were. I just saw water and I forget that the ocean, I never go to the ocean. I just forget. I don't know what I was thinking. But my thought also was, is this normal for black people to get together and cro- congregate on the beach like this in LA? Because I definitely missed out on that this summer. I haven't seen anything like that. I was like, oh, do they have food trucks? And and parties and stuff like this on the beach? I, I've never I've never heard of like, you know, a thing that people can just go to, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I've definitely had like someone be like, yo, we're all going to the beach, pull up. And you get there and there's like 50 people there. You probably know like 20 of them. Okay. 
You know um, what I mean? Like it's more of a, it's not like a, oh, are you going to this event or like a, something that happens like every third Thursday or something like that. It's not like that. It's, or, or I've never been to anything like that, but I have been to like, oh, we're doing a beach day today. We're going to be at this spot. Pull up type thing. I didn't do summer right. Cause some, I should, yeah. that should have happened to me at some point this summer. Not that I'm a huge fan of the beaches out here, but still should have happened for me at some point. I'm not uh, a big fan of the beach period. Cause I'm not a big fan of sand. So you know who else isn't Nathan. This was the most Texas thing I saw <laughs> from him in this episode. He had his forces on, on the beach. Shoes. Yeah. <laughs> he had his forces on. I said, that is Texas. As much as I don't like sand, I will not be wearing shoes on the beach. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, pause the screen. Okay, that's what I thought I saw. That's, yes. Kendrick is actually from Houston, right? Right. Right, yeah. right, right. That's the most Texas thing that he did in the episode. Now, I another thing that I saw pop up, and I want to know your take on this, is the issue surrounding spades. I did see this on social media. Oh, Yeah. So at one point in the episode, uh, one of the guys from Nathan's group is like, hey, y'all want to play spades? And Issa is like, oh, what's that? Like pity pat? Which is hilarious that she said that. Grew up playing that <laughs> game. Grandfather taught me that game. And they're like, no. And, and they, she's like, oh, will y'all teach me? And they're like, we're not going to teach you. You're too grown, basically, to not know how to play spades. Callie, do you know how to play spades? Yeah, I walk. I, I do know how to play. I'm very good. I don't fuck around. I would not want to teach someone how to play spades. All right. And if you renege, it's going to be an issue. I'm way too competitive in life, but specifically with spades. The woman that I was talking about, my friend who uh, loves the show, is like my spades partner. Okay. Okay. And we'll take on anyone. I'm also, Seth and I play spades together and we did really good at a party once. I don't think we lost the game. Really? Thank God. Because if we did, it would have been my <laughs> fault or his fault and it wouldn't have ended well. But um, I do think that this is a thing. I think it's, I don't know. I've been playing cards since I can remember. Like cards was just right. like something that we did in our family. Do you judge black people who don't know how to play spades? Judge is strong, but I'm like, what'd you do? Right. Growing it's up? more like, it's, it's why not? You know, like, how did you make it this far and not know how to play spades? Surely you were at some family reunion, some party where there were dominoes, spades, something being played. Well, one or the other. I think you need to know how to play spades more than I think you need to know how to play bones. Okay. Uh, AKA like, dominoes for those listening and, and are unclear. Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> dominoes. Like, I, I feel like Dominoes is harder to like travel around with. So, like you can get you, you can get cards anywhere. Um, which also when they said they want to play spades, I was like, spades on the beach. Sure, it's not windy. Like, how y'all playing spades on the beach? Those fly those cards gonna be flying everywhere. Didn't you see being from Texas? Did not even think of that. Didn't even cross my mind. I've never seen anyone play cards on the beach. That's so funny. Well, see, but what would have worked on the beach? Bones. Yeah, you could play dominoes. Would have worked. But there was, there was no wind. Instead, there was an earthquake, which brings us to the moment Callie hates the most in this episode. It's the just so Pizza Gate. Pizza Gate. What did you despise so much about this moment? First of all, I'm a germaphobe. So let's just put that out there. 
But I'm like, okay, earthquake, that happens in LA. Uh, dropping the pizza, maybe a little dramatic. I've never like shaken so much that I was like, oh, like dropped the pizza, but whatever. Maybe he was scared. He's from Texas. He's from Texas. Exactly. Um, but like, why did the character that I've never heard of take the pizza from the sand and eat it? Why? Right. Why was that? necessary. I need answers <laughs> on why that was written in there. Was it supposed to be funny? It was. It was. It was. But I couldn't get past the fact that he had like 15 boxes in his hand and not all of them fell and landed <laughs> on the sand. So he clearly could have opened another box and grabbed the pizza. That's what I, I couldn't get past. Like logically. I just don't know. I don't know why that was in there. But I think maybe somewhere somebody laughed. Just wasn't me. I laughed after because <laughs> <laughs> it's not that it was funny. It was just so ridiculous <laughs> that it was like, y'all really tried to make this happen. So when he grabs the sandy pizza, he wipes off the pizza and he's like, forget this. This is right after the earthquake. And he's like, I'm headed to the beach. And then Nathan awkwardly yells out to everybody, hey, as if everybody on the beach could hear him and everybody stops. And they say, and he says, drinks on clips or whatever. We're going to, and he names out a bar. He's like, drinks are on the shop, the barbershop. Okay, so I guess it was a barbershop party. Everybody starts packing up to leave. And then as they're leaving, they pan out to a shot of the water and all by his lonesome is the guy eating his pizza <laughs> in the water. And oh, I, I did not like, see that. I did I, not see that. I didn't see it until the second time. And I was like, they really tried to make this moment happen. And I laughed to myself because I said, that was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah, it, it was quick. It was quick. Yeah, I need to rewatch it. I, I'm gonna I'm going to rewatch no. it and see. Yeah, I have to. I have to. But so that's also not funny to me, but I'm sure it's <laughs> funny to someone. But but I think another point that my friend said, because we're going back and forth for a while, I wanna watch an episode, which it won't happen because I just don't have enough friends here in Philly to do it. But I would like to watch an episode with like five girlfriends drinking wine because like if you're like tipsy with your friends, like maybe some of those dumb things do make you laugh, you know? And I do think Issa writes this for group consumption. Yeah. I mean, for girlfriends, right? Because we see her with her girlfriends. She's navigating this world. It's like, it is like a sex in the city. I hate to compare it to that, but you know what I mean? Like a group of girlfriends that you see together. That makes sense. I still don't think we would have laughed. You and I could have been watching it. We would not have laughed. I would have paused We would have. No, we would have because we would have looked at each other like, bruh. <laughs> like we would have laughed. It just would have been at them, not with them. And there you go. And sadly, that wasn't the most cringeworthy moment of this episode. So they leave the beach. Then they go <laughs> to this bar. Sharky's, I believe it is called. Okay. That's and a one, real bar, right? You're asking the wrong. You know, I'm not an LA girl. Okay. Okay. Sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. But on the way to the beach, one of the things that Issa's dealing with is she's trying to navigate this awkwardness that she has between Nathan because she cried in his mouth and when she fell asleep and when she woke up, he was gone. So they have this awkward 
awkwardness between them. Issa thinks that he has a relationship with this other girl, their mutual friend. She finds out on the way that that's not the case. So she's like, man, he just has an issue with me. Wait, wait, wait. I need to, I need to talk about that. I loved, that was like my favorite part of the episode, I think. When he was putting when, on that sandal? No, no, no. I don't even know what <laughs> sandal you're talking about. No. <laughs> no. In the car, Issa texting her best friend in the group. I'm like, that shit happens all the time. When you're with your best friend and you're in a group of people, just know we're texting back and forth about things that are <laughs> happening. I enjoyed that. I then also enjoyed her, Molly, asking Krisha, Krisha, whatever. Unclear. Yeah. Asking her like, yo, oh, you like, uh, you and Nathan hook up? Like all of that was just so relatable because like how many times have you wanted to know something? Has your best friend wanted to know something? And you're like, oh, let me find out. I'll make it like not obvious at all. You'll get your answer without like, you know, whatever, making right. it weird. And I was like that, like those moments, I'm like, yes, this is what I want. I want to see real relationship. I want to see, I mean, like we came to Insecure and fell in love with Insecure because of Issa and Lawrence and Issa and Molly. Like those right. are the relationships you want to see. So like that one minute, one minute and 30 second, like part of the episode, I was like, yes, this is, I love this. That's a good point. And I'm also going to point out that your favorite moments of this season <laughs> happened in a car. Remember when they were playing the T-Pain? Uh, I think it was mm-hmm. T-Pain. No, no, Dream. Dream. I say T-Pain every time because that's what I was doing. <laughs> dream in the car. You loved that moment because you were like, I Love can relate it. to that. That's what we did. Same with this. Very, very true. That was a good moment. And I'm, I'm, and I'm glad. You know what, Callie? Mm, thank you for pointing out the good moments. No problem. No problem. I got a list of bad ones. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> and I appreciate that. So moving to another bad one. Or awkward one, I should say. <laughs> They're at Sharky's. They're sitting there. And then all of a sudden, Issa and, and Nathan are having this conversation of trying to navigate, like, what is their relationship? What boundaries they have? What expectations they have with one another? And then this stranger comes in super excited. Nathan's super excited. We learned that that's Nathan's cousin. He was a stranger to us until that announcement. Okay. Stranger. He also walks in with a woman who turns out to be his wife, who looks just like Tasha Adams. Did you catch that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but you're right. I, I you was like, is that right. Tasha? Did Tasha get a, a, a role? Oh in? my gosh. Could yeah, not, they definitely resemble. Looked just like her. And there's a an awkwardness immediately that you notice between Nathan and Velma. I think that's her name. Velma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Velma, the wife of the cousin. <laughs> which my immediate thought was, Oh, they used to fuck around. Me too. I was like, oh, (laughs) I thought Nathan had sex with her while living with them and did it behind his cousin's back. And the whole episode, I was trying to figure out, does the cousin know or does he not know? Exactly. And wouldn't that have been a better (laughs) storyline? We were so wrong. Wouldn't that have been a better storyline? And that's why he got, I mean, it's messy. I'm not saying I want that for the cousin, but it's messy. And even if he did it when he was in, you know, a manic state, it would make sense to just like why he never told Issa about them. Maybe he's ashamed of it. Things that he's working on in his past. I I just needed more. Yeah, I hear you. But no, I'm glad it wasn't the (laughs) storyline because then that would have introduced like a whole nother thing that we needed to figure out. Why not? And we, we got... 
10 directions going on right now. <laughs> so I can't add another direction to it. But I was paying attention the epi- during the, watching the episode, waiting to find out if the guy knew that they fucked around or not. Right. Right. Only to find out that they had never fucked around and I made the whole thing up in my head. <laughs> well, we all did. If it makes you feel any better. Because it was it was as if the cousin wasn't in on it. He wasn't noticing the awkwardness between the two of them. But it was very noticeable to the audience. But then the cousin was just like, they were just so happy to be around each other. So it was like, okay. And then remember when she makes the weird comment like, or, you know, run around with Nathan, you might end up on the back of a milk carton. And he was yeah. like, yeah, that's funny. And it's like, that line is how we felt this entire episode. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and a milk carton? I was like, something went wrong. But I wasn't sure. She was just salty because they were hooking up. They're not hooking up anymore. Um, also, her leaving. I was like, why not stay? But that's why it played into the that they had an affair. She it was weird yeah. for her to be around. She just didn't yeah. want it. She decided to leave. It all made sense. Then we get to the most cringeworthy moment of the episode. And that is when they decide to leave Sharky's to go across town to a Jason Derulo party. Like this is where I don't understand what Issa was doing with this. Of all the people that you're excited. Or were they making fun of Jason? I don't know. Of all the people that you'd want to leave, of all the the R&B singers, or even, he's not that, pop singers, rappers, houses that you could go to, the person you wrote into the script was Jason Derulo. I at least thought, okay, maybe they're doing that because we're actually going to see Jason Derulo. We didn't even see Jason Derulo. I feel like maybe, you know, Jason Derulo's popping on TikTok right now, right? And like... The one big guy that we, I don't know his name, that they introduced this episode, he kept doing like the TikTok dances to Jason Derulo. Like, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, like Jason Derulo's song, he has all these songs right now that like are viral on TikTok and he does all the dances. He's like a big TikToker. So I feel like she did it to like work in TikTok and his little dance moves and like it made the like, you know, I'm sure it made people giggle with the big guy being like, I want to fight, I want to tussle and like doing the TikTok moves. But for him, but you know, and I'm going to call him Faison. I'm going to call him Faison Love because that's what he looks like. That's what he looks like. <laughs> but Faison, it made sense for him. But everybody was like, oh, Jason Derulo. Oh, and it's like black people aren't excited about Jason Derulo like that. Let's be honest. No, black people are not excited about Jason Derulo. I think Gen Z or Zillennials in between Gen Z and Millennial. Not black ones. No, but they're they're on TikTok. So, and I have, I'm like pretty sure Jason Derulo has these huge parties. Like it's an actual thing. I believe that. It would have made more sense for the age group if they were going to like a Jamie Foxx party. A hundred percent. That, that would have made more sense. They could have even done a Carl Thomas party and it would have made more sense for them. Than it That's would. a reach. Do you, do you, but do you, get, you get what I'm saying. It's, it fits the generation. It fits the generation. I, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would say we're in our 30s, not our 50s, but, you know, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know 
I couldn't like when I say when I think of Jason Derulo, I'm like trying to think of a song. And I feel like if someone were to like go on Spotify and play his songs, I'd probably know like 20 of them. But off the top of my head, all I say is Jason Derulo. Like that's all I got. You and Faison. That's all that he all he had to say. I don't know. I don't know his songs either. I'm sure if you played it, I would be like, oh, that sounds familiar. I didn't realize that was Jason Derulo. Yeah, he has a lot, a lot of hit songs. I Does just really? can't think of them. I think so. I just yeah. these no, days I, know, I, I know think so. of him as a as a social media star. He is. I know he's more than that, but I just but he's that's making yeah, that's part of what he does. He is, but he makes music that does really well on social media. Oh, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking at a list now. What you say? What you say? Trumpets. I do know those. Wait, trumpets is the that one? <laughs> I think so, Callie. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's what you were trying I'm, to say. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Talk dirty. Like these are older songs, but yes, I do. Okay, there's there's a few of them. Savage Love. That that's a new one. But didn't he steal that from somebody else? Oh, I have no idea. I don't okay. know that. Don't, don't, don't hold me to that. But if this was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and this was like the $25,000 question, and you put four songs up, and you told me to pick the one that was Jason Derulo's, I would know. I mean, I'm looking at a list right now, but you know what I mean? I know, I, I know he has songs. It's just not, I don't listen to him. Is the to point. be fair to Jason Derulo, I'm not good with like song titles. I'd have to hear a song. For sure. So, so you'd fail too. You'd walk yeah. away with nothing. Um, but yeah, Correct. that that moment was like a stretch. It was a they were really trying to make it funny, and it just went on for too long. I I do think it's relatable. How many times have you heard of someone that's like, oh, let's go here, da da da, da and it's like, absolutely. Do you, do you have the pull or do you not have the pull? I'm not about to be standing up. I will say it's not relatable how they stood outside. I'm leaving. If we are not walking straight in, I'm out. I'm not about to sneak in no back door. No. If if they don't want us here, I'm not going to be here. That is that, a relatable moment. But I couldn't get past why they were Jason there and who they were there for. <laughs> and because Faison kept singing Jason Derulo. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But then when they, when we're like, okay, we're at least moving on from this. We're walking away. We it have is the very L.A., though. So like, wait, oh, wh- so-and-so is having a party. Let's go to this person's house, house party. Like, how, like, how long have you been in L.A., first of all? A year. And it is. You're right. Oh, you're right. okay. But you're, but you're right. And also, I moved during COVID. So it's I different. I don't know how old they're supposed to be in this. But in my 20s, because I lived in L.A. in my 20s, every weekend this happened. You no, were doing no, no. something, you're doing something, then you heard so-and-so had a party at their house. You went to their house. It's normal. You get in. Yeah. It's normal. I'm not mad they left they, and went to a party. It's the motivation for the party. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got you. I got you. But that's what I couldn't get past. All right. So then the episode, we're getting towards the end. And we finally get the answer to what, I guess we were questioning or maybe what we assumed when we see the conversation between Nathan and his cousin and we really get mm. a whole lot of nothing. They're in the street talking. I mean, Nathan gets something from this, but as an audience, we're, for me, it was a little bit of a letdown because I thought it was something so much bigger, more bigger I, than what we got. Bigger is not, I think it, 
I thought it was juicier. I thought we were going to get something juicier than what we got. What we got was more on, you know, his journey through mental health, essentially. But journey? Well, yeah, I didn't know that he lived with his cousin and then was kicked out and had nowhere to go and was kind of living on the street because he he had mental illness. Like, I feel like all of that is like, you know, part of why Nathan is the way that he is, why he seems to like not really trust people, why he's like gone with the wind or I don't know what other phrase to use there. (laughs) Um, So like, I think it kind of tells more about Nathan, but like what I thought I was getting was some scandal. I thought I was going to get some tea. And then I got that and I was like, oh, which, you know, is probably way more meaningful, but like I was ready for juice. But you know what? It could have been more meaningful if it was because did the cousin know that he was manic or did he just know that he was a problem? Because I don't think his cousin would have kicked him out had he known. And I think that it could have been like, hey, I was going through this. I was struggling. I didn't, you know, like, oh, I didn't know that. And it's just this. It it could have been a moment of what you were touching on as far as this really happens. And we could have seen it play out. But it just ended as quickly as it started. That's why I keep thinking we're going to get more. And this is there's more to this story. Because if that's yeah, the I end wish, of that character, it's, it was it took up too much air in this episode, in my opinion. Yeah, I wish that we got more from that moment. Uh, I will say, you know how you said, I think his cousin probably wouldn't have kicked him out. Mm-hmm. I think family does kick you out. Even knowing they give up. Oh, and. Wow. It's just super sad, but I think it like I think that does happen. Um, mm-hmm. And since I've only known his cousin for about twelve minutes, <laughs> I, I can't. I don't know what kind of person he is. Um, but I wish we would have known more to the story. Like, how long was he living with his cousin? How often did this happen? Did his cousin know? Did his cousin say you have to get therapy or you're out? Or like, how did it all happen? We just don't right. know. Right. But it did tell more of Nathan's story. But at at the end of it, it left you being like, huh? Right. Right. Well, what left me being like, huh, was Nathan and Issa kissing at the end, basically defining what their relationship is with that kiss. And then the earth shook, which was supposed to be symbolic. You know, they kissed, it created an aftershock, whatever it was. I felt nothing. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> I felt nothing. All I thought was, well, now Nathan is going to be in the next few episodes. So maybe we will get more character development in regards to Nathan, hopefully moving forward. But all I could think of is, okay, so you're going farther and farther away from Lawrence and I'm not having it. And I just, and I'm also, let's go back to the part-time characters, please. I get laying the foundation in a net one episode, maybe two. And so I was willing to move at a slower pace and to try to understand where we are because we've taken a year off to connect season four to season five. But we're in episode four right now. And I'm still not feeling like, I still feel like we're laying a foundation and I just need this to pick up and everybody come together. In episode five, I need the whole cast to be present. We don't really need um, Tiffany. And her husband, but everybody else can come, <laughs> can come back. Um, I will say I am in, I am invested in um, condolences and Lawrence's <gasps> relationship. <laughs> <laughs> when I, I I posted on Instagram thoughts of the season, I got 
at least 15 different versions. Condolence, confetti, condola, Condoleezza Rice. Like, I don't know if that's a thing <laughs> on Twitter, but everyone be. is well, everyone is clowning the name. I, I, I didn't even say her name right to her face, apparently, at the premiere. I think I called her Candola. Wait, what's her real name? That's not a real name. Well, when I was, her real name is Christina, but when I was referring oh, okay, to the okay, character, okay. I was like, It's Condola? I think Condola? It's, Condo- it's Condola. And I was Condola. like, is Candola having a girl or a boy? That's what I said. Well, we found out a boy. It's a boy. Um, <laughs> I, am, I am invested in their relationship. So much. Um, and I, a- I really thought episode three was like, th- these things happen in real life. I'm really invested in Kiki Palmer. By the way. Oh, I think she did a really good job, by the so way. Good. So good. Great character. I think that's how 99.9% of sisters are acting in that situation. <laughs> Absolutely. I really appreciated it. Some of the part-time characters, like I don't really care too much about to know what their final journey is. I've given up on it. You know what else is really relatable? What? According to my friends, Molly, being where she is in life, haven't been able to find the right person and take into the streets. <laughs> uh, Molly's, Molly's, okay, yes. I, I've been a Molly. I don't know if you have, but um, pre, pre-Bachelor, like right, right after a bad breakup and before I went on The Bachelor, Molly. Straight Molly. I think, every, I think everyone has this Molly moment. You have mm-hmm. to have this Molly moment. At some point in your life. Can I ask you this? Do you think Molly's happy where she is in her life right now? Like no. where we're seeing her. Okay. No. But I but I think you can be happy in your Molly moment. So I'm not saying sure. that. I wasn't, but you're right. You can be, because it's a it's a it's a choice. In mine, I wasn't. I was running away. I didn't want to be alone. I remember this. I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to deal with my thoughts, my feelings. So I would just be out and about trying to distract myself from myself. That's the life I was living. But that hmm. doesn't have to be everybody. I think I was happy. I think I was just living life, doing what I wanted to do. I had a ton of fun. In my 20s, yes. That's my Molly was in my 20s. Okay. My 30s, my Molly moment my was 30 in the 20s. Mollies, no. I was over it. Um, yeah, I got married at 29. So my Molly was definitely in my <laughs> 20s. Um, but yeah, I had a great time. There's definitely moments in that time period. Like if you're single for, you know, whatever period of time, like too long of a time, like you're ready to not be single. When you're ready mm-hmm. to not be single and you're still single, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Molly. Yeah, but w- that's where Molly is right now. But yeah. I think that especially at least for me and like my friends, my friends that are in their thirties and haven't found the right person and are still single and they're, you know, trying to open themselves up. I think it's brave. I don't know if brave is the right word, but I think it's brave of Molly to just like, you know, kind of relax and try to try new things. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's hard, especially when you're at that point in your life where you're like, I know what I want. This is what I want. I'm only focusing on that. It's like, well, if you're not getting that, like, Take a step back, you know, have fun. And right. maybe it'll just fall on your doorstep. Sometimes like trying too hard can like push the, the, right, thing, the right thing away. Um, I feel like in your 30s when you're ready and wanting to, especially like Molly's, 
financially stable. Mm-hmm. So like she's the career part of your life is like checked off. Then a lot of people move on to like, what's the next part of my life I want to check off. Right. And for a lot of people that's, you know, marriage, family, whatever, that's not for everyone, but it seems that's what Molly wants. Yeah. Um, and so you are like, you know, a little bit unhappy with where you are, where you are. Um, but I'm a big believer that there is someone for everyone mm-hmm. and that everything happens for a reason. And trust me, there is plenty of things that happened in my life where I was like, why the fuck did this happen? Like, I can't wrap my head around why it happened. But it leads you to where you eventually end up. And I think it all makes sense in the end. So I still think your 30s are your super young still think you have time, but it's hard to see that when you're in Molly's position. And it'll be interesting. All, all very well said and very, very true. Um, maybe Thank we should you. have like a therapy session with Callie, like a last <laughs> five minutes, like a, a five minute corner. Very, so well said. Um, I'm into that. Yeah, we it totally can make it a segment. I'm sure the people love it. It'll be interesting. <laughs> While I was listening to you say this, it made me realize we really haven't gotten a lot from Molly in these four episodes other than the friendship at the beginning with Issa. And it's, it seemed like they were just went through an awkward phase and they're back to normal. We haven't seen a lot of character development with Molly this season of, you know, her relationship, even her workplace. We haven't even really seen her on the job yet. And we know that she's got some issues with that. So I feel like that actually we saw the preview. What am I talking about? Yeah, I think that's coming. It's a Molly episode. Next week is a Molly centered episode, but we're, I didn't even think about that. We are right on point with our analysis here. It's time for a Molly episode. We need to figure out what's going on with her. I didn't see Lawrence and I'm not about to go two episodes without seeing Lawrence. I'm not, I'm not a, happy about that. So I'm just letting y'all know if we recap the next episode, that's the energy I'm bringing into it. We need more Lawrence. I'm happy about a Molly episode though. Cause I'd like to see that develop there. The, the characters I'm invested in, I need them to be like wrapped up by the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And I love that you have this social media that you're asking these questions on social media. I'm going to do that next time. If you're listening to this, you know, share the episode with your friends, let them know that we're recapping insecure. We're giving a very honest, real raw take. We're asking the questions that you're thinking. Maybe you're too afraid to say in your friend group because they're like Callie's friends. They're actually enjoying the episode as they're watching it. Uh, Listen, Listen, I am still locked in. I'm still enjoying it. I think that maybe because we know it's last season also, it's making us judge it. Yeah. Sure. Bitter. We're judging it more harshly because we just want so much more. Uh, I just don't know how you finish in six episodes. There's so much more. It's got to move fast. And maybe, wouldn't it be a surprise if the episodes become longer than 30 minutes? I that would know. be a great surprise. You right? know, that might be one of the issues. 30-minute episodes, and I know this has been a complaint since season one. They're so fucking fast. So fast. Fast, but move slow. That's yeah. how, how do you do that? There's an art to that. I don't know how you do it. Y'all, I, I'm, I'm talking about the episode just because I didn't like this last one. If I had recapped season th- uh, episode three, it would have been totally different. But as you just heard, I watched it twice. So don't listen to me. I'm clearly into the show. We will be recapping it probably the next one next time. Let us know. Write us. Let us know what you want to hear, what your thoughts are. If I was too critical, complain about that. Let me know. (laughs) We'll put up some questions, some polls, because I want to know what you guys are thinking. I love hearing how people experience the episode. 
Because I do think that changes like level of happiness at the end of the episode. Right. Because I'm going to tell you, if I'm drinking wine with my girlfriends, let's say five girlfriends drinking wine, not going to be much I don't like. I like almost anything you put on the screen. You'll also have not seen the episode. You will have talked through the entire episode because that's how those watch parties go. I am that's going true. to try an experiment. Before the next time we recap, I am going to watch it with someone. I will try to get a group, but I am at least going to watch it with someone and I'm going to see if I experience the episode in a different way. I don't know how you're going to do that with your busy schedule, but good luck. I don't either. I, I, I was watching today while I was getting my nails done. Okay, <laughs> the second time around. <sighs> You guys, it's been fun. You know, despite the episode, it is what it is. We're just happy to have Insecure on. Happy to be recapping it. I uh, can't wait to see what Issa and the gang give us next week. Uh, we'll be recapping it, I'm sure, if not this episode, other episodes. Because guess what? We only have six more left. So, <sighs> I know. So oh, sad. Start with a sigh. End with a sigh. <laughs> Bye, guys. We'll see y'all next time. Adios. <laughs>